This episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast is brought to you by Equipment Defender. Check out the racks that stop theft in its tracks. With trimmer racks available in two, three, and four trimmer configurations, backpack blower racks that fit any size, make, and model of backpack blower, and many other racks available for the tools and equipment needed for your lawn care or landscaping business. Go check them out at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash equipment defender. And listen to this, guys. If you use coupon code LCBS10 at the checkout, you'll save 10% off your order. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome Lawn Care Nation to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 147 entitled, Don't Compete on Price Alone create value instead. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, as well as for those uh, questions and comments and feedback that you guys have been sending in. Like I said, uh, I really do appreciate the time that it takes uh, for you guys to reach out to me. Also, uh, with that uh, feedback and those questions and comments, it helps to let me know uh, what sort of content you're looking for and what uh, podcast episode. So it's, uh, I should be focusing on uh, creating in the future uh, just by the questions that you guys are asking. It sort of lets me know, um, you know, the holes that might be uh, missing in previous content uh, that I have created. So uh, like I said, I really do appreciate that. On uh, the note of appreciation, I also have to, uh, you know, take a moment here to uh, say thank you to everyone in the past week who has been uh, buying podcast t-shirts and supporting the content uh, that I create. Um, I really do appreciate that. Uh, The uh, uh, out front uh, bestseller so far is uh, my uh, Lawntrepreneur shirt. Um, So if you haven't checked that out and you want to see... some of the other shirts that I've created. I believe I have about six different designs at the moment, uh, including one with the podcast logo on it. Uh, you can check them out. They're available uh, currently uh, on Amazon.com. Um, and if you're a Prime member, you get some free shipping uh, with that as well. Uh, so you can check them out at Amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash lawn care business success. And like I said, I really do appreciate those who have uh, purchased shirts uh, this past week, um, as well as those who of you uh, who have been uh, promoting my shirts uh, on Instagram uh, you know, taking photos of the shirt that you've purchased uh, with you wearing it and, uh, you know, sharing that with your audiences as well. Like I said, I really do appreciate you guys supporting me uh, in the uh, in my effort uh, for creating uh, this type of content. Um, and uh, like I said, uh, it's just, um, you know, humbling to see uh, people uh, reach out and uh, purchase shirts and wear them and uh, share them on social media. So, uh, this week's episode, um, I want to talk about, uh, you know, with it being springtime, 
Uh, a lot of calls have been coming through uh, for my lawn care business. Uh, there's been uh, literally days where it's been gangbusters. Uh, I remember one uh, particular moment this past week where uh, I was mowing a lawn. Um, you know, I checked my phone previous. I uh, was sort of caught up, uh, went and mowed this one lawn for literally... 20 minutes, um, came back to the truck, uh, checked my phone and I had eight voicemail messages. Uh, and it was just like, that's insane. In like 20 minutes that, uh, uh, you know, the phone just doesn't stop ringing. And uh, now that the weather finally is starting to feel like spring, um, it's like I've talked about before people just, you know, will spend their time outside, uh, during the nicer weather. And that's where, uh, you know, they start to see that, uh, what they need done in their garden. They start to take notice where when the weather's cold and rainy and stuff, they usually, when they're home and stuff, are inside. They're not paying attention to their uh, gardens uh, or lawns. So uh, it's been good to see. To see. And um, like I mentioned uh, before uh, in previous episodes, I don't do any uh, advertising for my business. So it's, um, you know, as far as delivering flyers door to door and all that sort of stuff, um, I don't do uh, any of that stuff anymore uh, because just the organic traffic to my website and having Google Places and all that has been, uh, you know, year after year. Uh, um, just, you know, more, more than enough calls, let's say that I can handle on my own. Um, so it's, uh, really neat to see, um, you know, all the effort and work and pieces that you put into place, uh, for building your business online, how that sort of, it just, you know, has a life of its own and it just starts to take off. Um, so because of that, this week, you know, I was thinking, you know, you're, a lot of times going out, you're doing uh, quotes, you're doing uh, bids and, you know, how do you not compete with other companies on price? Um, how do you, you know, focus in on creating value for your customers? Um, you know, I've talked about um, a couple of examples in the past. I'll refresh your memory on some of those uh, coming up and uh, we'll get into uh, a little bit more of what I mean about creating value. Uh, so I'm just going to play the podcast announcements and then uh, we'll get into the episode in its entirety right after this. So stay tuned. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. And while you're there, why not join my mailing list and get access to a free PDF document of a landscape maintenance contract you can feel free to copy and use in your own business. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at Lawn Care Business Success. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do, so I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and two free audiobooks of your choice. There's no long-term commitments, and you can cancel any time. And get this, even if you cancel during your free trial period, you still get to keep the two free audiobooks. It's a great way to try the service and to see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash audible. Now back to the show. 
Okay, so before uh, the break there, I was talking about, um, you know, not competing on price alone, uh, but creating value instead. Um, So I mentioned about uh, some of the previous uh, podcasts throughout, uh, you know, the course of the last three years, uh, where I've uh, given some examples of this. So I'll go over one of them uh, here that is an obvious one, and it's the example of the company that I talk about uh, from time to time that does aerations. Uh, so this company, if you haven't uh, listened to any of the podcasts where I've talked about this, this is the company that hires uh, predominantly students um, uh, and uh, young adults. And basically what they do is they drive around in those uh, like Ford Econoline type um 15 passenger type vans and they'll have a trailer behind them and the van will be loaded with, you know, 14, um, young adults or students and the trailer will be an open flatbed type trailer, um, that has literally 15, um, of the Ryan air aerators on it. And what they do is they just proliferate neighborhoods and they will drop off one student with an aerator full of gas uh on the corner and let them go at it door to door and then they'll put another one a few blocks away and then another one a few blocks away and they absolutely saturate the neighborhood and these uh kids just go door to door knocking on doors um and offering really inexpensive aerating so typically um you know before these companies, uh, you know, started popping up, and I've mentioned before how this has sort of started a trend that there was one company, and it's led to sort of a, a downward spiral to the bottom as far as price goes, uh, with these uh, companies all competing uh, on price because you know others took notice of this uh, that these guys were basically. Um, you know, just, uh, blanketing these neighborhoods and, uh, doing all of these aerations. And, you know, the following year there was, you know, the first year there was one company doing it. Then the following year there was two or three, um, you know, and now that is the norm. There's two or three. And now there's, uh, I've seen single, um, you know, guys just going out and renting aerators at Home Depot and, um, you know, than just hitting neighborhoods on their uh, days off. They might be um, unemployed or they might be, you know, somebody who has a uh, a regular job who's maybe on uh, shift work, say like a firefighter or something, who will just go out to Home Depot on his day off, rent an aerator, and then just hit door to door, getting as many air ratings as he can done uh, on his days off to make some extra money. So like I said, uh, you know, when originally, before these companies came around, the average aeration price uh, that I was doing for clients was $75 for an average city lot. Um, and these guys came around and they started offering, you know, aerating, you know, as little as uh, I've heard $30 uh, to do aeration. And in a lot of cases, they were burning a lot of customers because these um, kids were being paid um not by the hour or anything. They were being paid by, you know, how many aerations can you get done? So they were getting a, you know, a couple bucks per aeration, uh, you know, and then uh, the company was uh, getting the rest of it. 
So, you know, in these kids' minds, they were just about, hey, let's, you know, crank them out, get as many done as we can. Uh, and they were cutting a lot of corners. And a lot of clients started to see uh, and started sharing stories with me about, um, you know, feeling burned that they had fallen for this uh, and, you know, hired these companies uh, because they were uh, offering the perceived value of convenience where, you know, some of these people didn't have to uh, look up a company and call that these people were just knocking on the door. They'd pay them cash. Uh, they'd go and do the job and, you know, leave. And that was the end of the interaction. And, uh, you know, I've shared some stories before in the past about how some of these guys were uh, aerating, um, you know, uh, I think one customer said that they said that they were going to aerate in a cross pattern. Uh, and she assumed that to mean that they were going to aerate, uh, you know, basically laying stripes, if you will, uh, in one direction and then come back over the lawn in the opposite, you know, 90 degree angle, uh, to the first, um, you know, uh, pattern that they had laid. Um, but literally what they meant was literally, they were going to basically draw a big X with the aerator on the back lawn. And that was it. Um, so they apparently went around the perimeter of the lawn and then, uh, just went from one corner to the other corner and then the opposite corner to the other corner and they left. And, as you can imagine, most of the lawn wasn't even aerated. Um, but, uh, you know, they were just, uh, trying to get as many done as they could. And another thing that I started to notice with these companies was them not going to the full depth that the aerator could go, that they were going very shallow, uh, because it was much faster and it was easier to maneuver and turn. Um, so they were, you know, barely, uh, aerating in some cases. Um, so, you know, this company was, you know, going on the premise of the perceived value that, uh, you know, it was convenience that they were offering because these homeowners didn't have to do anything they knew. And, uh, you know, over the years now, they're still quite popular and, you know, a lot of times customers know that they don't have to phone somebody for aerating, that, uh, somebody will be along at one point or another to, uh, aerate their lawn. Uh, if they so choose. So, like I said, what this has led to, though, is, you know, the customer getting a perceived value of convenience, but actually, you know, what they're not getting is obviously the job done properly in a lot of cases. And also now because of other companies taking notice, what's happening is that uh, these other companies trying to emulate this are now coming earlier in the season, um, trying to, you know, beat out the other company and get as many lawns done. And, you know, each year it seems like it's earlier and earlier and earlier. Uh, and, uh, the problem with this is that we get so much rain and one of the, you know, biggest benefits of aeration obviously is to reduce compaction of soil. But the problem is, is that, that only happens if the soil can actually uh, withstand the weight of the aerator itself. Otherwise, you are, uh, you know, uh, one of the leading causes of the compaction or you're, you know, adding to that compaction. And this is what I'm noticing is that these guys are going out um, after the, you know, heavy rain and, uh, you know, throughout the winter. And I'm talking, you know, after, you know, weeks and weeks of rain, 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 and they're just going out there because, 
you know, they're trying to beat the other company, but the ground isn't ready yet for it. Uh, and they're aerating these lawns, um, where it's squishy and mushy and, you know, you can just hear the water coming out of them. And, uh, you know, they're putting these, you know, two, 300 pound machines, um, on, uh, you know, these soggy lawns and uh it's just leading to more compaction so it's actually um you know not giving the customer the benefit the problem is that most homeowners don't understand this and they don't um you know realize that they're actually doing probably more damage than good than by having these guys do it so early in the season we're talking like in january uh that these guys are starting to aerate um so you know, it just leads to, uh, you know, these companies just competing on price. It leads to them going, um, you know, earlier and earlier. And the customer is basically the one losing out. Now, where I'm going with this as far as competing on prices, when I first started seeing these guys, it was very easy to get discouraged and say they're, taking all of the aeration jobs away. Um, you know, these guys are stealing all the business and all this sort of stuff. And you would see what they were doing and see that, you know, they're going earlier, that they're, um, you know, uh, not uh, going as deep as they should, um, with the aeration cores. Um, and you saw that they were basically taking advantage of clients, um, but there was nothing that you could do. And they were also, of course, doing it uh, cheaper and cheaper. But I finally realized, um, you know, after a while thinking about it, going, well, you know, what am I going to do? Am I going to uh, offer these dirt cheap prices for aerating? In some cases, cheaper than the mowing um, for doing aerating. Um and then I started to think about it and think, no, if you really think about this, I offer so much more value because just even in one instance, these guys are just kids. They don't know what they're doing, but all they have with them is the aerator. They can't offer fertilizing. They can't offer reseeding. They can't even offer to clean up all the cores that they track around on the sidewalks and driveways. So they're literally leaving a huge mess, you know, around the driveways and sidewalks and stuff when they're pushing their machines because the cores are all falling. Where when I'm doing an aeration, not only am I doing it thoroughly and covering the entire lawn and doing it at the proper depth and doing it at the... Uh, proper time of year. For example, uh, once I finish this podcast today recording, I'm going to go out and start aerating for the first time this year. It is, uh, you know, April 23rd uh, at the time of this recording. And in most cases, some of these guys have been aerating since January um, when it was just nasty and soggy and the ground was way too soft and here I am just going to do it now because we've had a few weeks of, uh, you know, some nice weather. It hasn't rained. The ground, uh, during mowing has been fantastic. Uh, it's been holding up, no ruts, no anything like that. Um, 
And uh, for the rest of this week, it's going to be uh, fantastic weather as well. So it's the perfect time now. You know, we're getting to spring, the sunshine, uh, everything is starting to kick in. Now is the ideal time. So I'm giving my customers the obviously experience as a value of me knowing what I'm doing, of me having their lawn, um, you know, the best interest uh, ahead of me uh, just strictly out there to make money. Uh, you know, I want them to, I want their lawn basically to get the full value. Uh, and that means aerating when the aerator is not going to lead to compaction uh, just by it being on the lawn, um, when the ground can't withstand uh, the weight of that machine. So, and then on top of that, I'm cleaning up after myself. I'm blowing those cores back onto the lawn that may be on the sidewalk and driveway after I load the machine back up onto my trailer. Um, I'm also fertilizing and liming at the same time. So some of that fertilizer and lime is going right down into the cores. There's so much more value that I'm creating with that same service that I have not discounted my price on the aeration portion. Not, you know, not even a bit. So I'm still charging $75 for all of the, the aerations that I'm doing, um, and more for larger lots, but for the average uh, lot. So, um, essentially there's not aerations that I do for less than $75. Um, and in some of these cases, you know, these customers, neighbors, um, are, you know, I've had it done earlier in the season for $30 or $50, but you know, they understand the value that I create because if, you know, they were to get the air rating done, you know, that person can't provide those other services at the same time. And then the customer would either have to go out there and clean up the mess themselves. So there's a lot more to it. And when you start to think about it and start to understand when you're quoting a job to understand what it is that you're quoting for? What are the added benefits that you can add? Uh, what value are you creating um, that makes that more than just the simple task of, uh, you know, aerating a lawn or mowing a lawn? What are those value added things? Another, you know, thing that I do with my services, obviously, is it doesn't have to be directly related to the actual service, like in the case of aerating and me cleaning the cores off the sidewalk and driveways. But it can be other things that add value. For example, me billing by credit card adds value to the services that I provide. Because the customer does not have to remember to write a check each week, doesn't have to go out and put the check, you know, under the front mat each week or in the mailbox or, uh, you know, in the past, I even had a, a customer leave a check in their barbecue each week um, before I started doing credit cards. And the credit card just makes it super simple. 
they don't have to worry about it. And in most cases, they're collecting their, uh, you know, loyalty points for using that credit card. So now I sell, when I'm doing an aeration, I'm selling it as super simple lawn care. And I say to the client, the only thing the client needs to do is bring in their yard waste can from the curb you know, on garbage day, once it's empty, which they're doing with their regular garbage can anyways. So I make it very simple. Like I said, because I show up on the same day each week, I, you know, rain or shine. So they know the reliability is there. So there's value. I, you know, mow their lawn, rain or shine. I, bag the clippings because that is the norm here. I put those clippings in the city yard waste bin. So every house has a green bin for compostable, you know, things that can be turned into compost, uh, yard waste, uh, food scraps, that sort of stuff. And the city picks that up on garbage day every day, every week. Um, so I usually schedule the neighborhoods uh, according to the uh, uh, sorry, uh, garbage day if possible. And that way, um, I'm mowing their lawns, putting the clippings in the bin. I'm rolling the bin out to the curb ready for garbage pickup the next day. So all the customer has to do is on garbage day is, you know, at the end of the day, when all the garbage trucks have passed, they just need to wheel their bins back to wherever they store their garbage bins. And then at the end of each month, I'm billing their credit cards. They never have to leave checks each week or anything like that. So essentially, when they hire my service, they never have to think about it. And that's why I've been, uh, you know, in part of my uh, sales pitch when I meet people and talk to them about their lawn care and stuff, I always say I try to make it super simple lawn care. We do what you've asked for, you know, according to the quote, we never charge anything on your credit card that you haven't, uh, you know, approved of previously. Um, I even say, you know, if, uh, you know, we only do what you've, you know, asked for and all that. Um, but if there's something that I see in your lawn that needs attention, say there's some shrubs that need trimming or something like that, I will send you an email letting you know and telling you how much. If you would like it done, just respond to the email. If you don't want it done, don't respond. And I know that that means that you don't want it done and you won't hear from me again on it. I just keep it very simple. I sell it as, you know, very, very simple lawn care. They don't need to think about it. Everybody's, you know, so busy uh, this day and age. Um, there's so much going on, so many kids activities and, and all that. So I just, you know, play off of that, that, you know, it's very simple, very easy. Now, another example I'm going to give you guys is one where I have a customer and this customer is a bit different and creating value and providing that value um, things like the credit card payments and stuff like that, they get used to that and it can make it much harder for them to then want to, 
you know, uh, switch companies. Say, you know, if there's a flyer that comes to the door from a competitor that has a cheaper price or this or that, you know, they can look and think back at the positive experience, the reliability, the credit card payment system, all of that, and see that all as value that would change that they would then maybe need to start writing checks each week. And, uh, you know, maybe the person uh, isn't as reliable as what I have been over the previous years. And it makes them very loyal. And sometimes for each individual client, you'll find things that you can add value to that client specifically for them to keep them happy. And, you know, this can come over time servicing that client. Now I'll give you an example of this. And that is I have a client who, you know, with my website, I have, you know, uh, request a free estimate section. So this client requested a free uh, estimate on uh, my website, had their address, had their, uh, you know, information on there. Um, I went out, looked at their house, did a quote, uh, as I always do, I send an email with the quote, you know, in writing and, uh, the person hired me and they sent me their credit card information over email. And, uh, right from the beginning, I started to have this very, um, you know, just started noticing that this person was very either introverted or just did not like social interaction. When I, you know, started mowing their lawn, I noticed that the curtains uh, or blinds were always drawn, that there were signs on the door saying, uh, you know, no solicitors, um, you know, all to that sort of effect. Like they just want to be left alone. And through the course of the years, I also noticed that occasionally this person would come outside and go to their car uh, to leave or to go wherever they were going, um, you know, while I was there from time to time, this would happen where you would catch them outside. And I noticed that they would never make eye contact they would never say hi. They would never wave. Um, and in fact, I think it was at least two, maybe three years before I even knew what this person looked like. Um, uh, because any interaction was always over email. Um, and even then it was always very short. For example, over the course of the years that I've been mowing this lawn, I've had to, um, you know, contact them when their credit card expiry date uh, was coming due. Or sometimes I would forget it and I would go to bill their credit card and it would come up declined because their expiry date, um, you know, would be uh, past due and I didn't notice it. So I would email them and say, you know, you're credit card expired and, you know, I need the new number or stuff. And they would respond back each and every time, but there would be no, uh, explanation or no, um, sort of salutation 
uh, you know, how's it going? Hope you're doing well. Nothing like that. It would just be the new credit card number and expire date. And that's it. Um, so I started to see this pattern of, you know, the house is always closed off. Um, you know, there's no solicitor signs everywhere. Um, there's, um, you know, no eye contact. Uh, the couple times that I have seen the person come out, uh, they don't stop and talk. They don't stop and chat. They just go straight to the car. Um, and that's it. And yet I go there week after week after week. I mow their lawn. Uh, in the fall when the leaves are covering the lawn, I clean up the leaves. Um, I bill them for that. And not once have I heard any, uh, you know, complaint from them for charging them for leaves or anything like that. It's just very, you know, leave me alone. So the interesting thing there is that I started to realize that the value that I create for this specific client is that I don't bother them. That again, it's very simple lawn care that he called me once arranged the lawn care. I've been doing it now. I think going on five or six years on this particular lawn. Um, and like I say, I've never, uh, said a word to this person in person. Um, never had a conversation with them. I've maybe seen them a total of, I would say maybe six times, uh, over the, the course of those years, um, where they just happen to be, you know, going out from their house to their car. Um, and like I say, never a high, never a wave, never nothing. Um, and so I've learned that the value, like I said, that I create for this person is that I just leave them alone because that's all they want. They obviously are either very, very busy um, or they just do not like social interaction. Um, so that's the value that I create. I don't pester them. It's very simple. They don't have to, um, you know, do the checks. They don't have to do nothing like that. They just know that their lawn is taken care of. And each year I, um, you know, just show up in the spring and I start mowing again and, uh, I go through the whole season mowing their lawn and they never have to say anything. The only time I contact them, like I say, is if, um, you know, the occasional time when I need a new credit card number or credit card details updated and that's it. Um, so you know, just an interesting, um, way to look at it in that, you know, every customer is different and some customers are, you know, you learn those quirks about them. You learn those things that you can play off of to keep them satisfied. Uh, and like I say, with that particular customer, it's just by doing nothing, by, just doing the work and not interacting with them. That's what they, um, I, you know, obviously I can't confirm that by way because I've never talked to them about it, but that is, you know, what I see just by the clues that are left, uh, you know, around the property, um, and just by the, um, body language and stuff when uh, I have seen them and, uh, you know, uh, even right from the beginning, um, 
you know, when I uh, offered to uh, meet up with them and stuff, they said, no, that's fine. Just, you know, in their email, they're like, just come by, have a look at it, email me a price. And that was it. And then that's how it started. And at first I was very wary of that, of course. Um, but, uh, you know, I took a chance on it and it's been, you know, a, um, a good customer now for about six seasons. So, um, there's value in very strange places sometimes that you can create, um, for individual, uh, clients. A lot of times though, it can be the opposite. And, you know, with some elderly clients that are, you know, alone a lot of times, the value that you create could be simply taking a few minutes to talk to them each time. And that could be the difference for them um, on uh, what they're looking for in a lawn care service is just a friendly face, just someone to chat with. And, you know, I have those types of clients as well who uh, will talk to me about, um, you know, my family, my kids, how they're doing, uh, all that. And they'll remember details about, you know, my kids' sports and things like that, or if they're going on a trip for sports and, and that they'll ask about that. And, um, you know, that's all they're looking for is just that, uh, you know, few minutes each week where they can, uh, interact with you because in lots, lots of cases, you know, they may be feeling lonely and that, and, uh, you know, they look forward to those chats. So that can be the value that you're creating for that particular client is, you know, is that is just taking those few minutes to talk to them. So it's not always, you know, uh, about the services, about, you know, all that. And it's, you know, obviously can be difficult to figure that out in the beginning, but you can use those clues as you get that experience that, you know, if it is an elderly client that, you know, you can expect that that person is going to want to chat. So instead of brushing them off and stuff, you know, consider that as part of your bid that, hey, this job is going to take five extra minutes each week because this person's going to want to chat. You know, so maybe, you know, your price is a couple bucks more expensive to compensate for that. The only thing I would say there is follow through. If you are going to, um, you know, increase somebody's price in your head before you quote them, uh, because of that, then follow through each week and do take that time and create that value for them. It can be, uh, very interesting, but it can, like I said, uh, you know, create that loyalty with your clients and all of those things that come together, you know, in the beginning you would have, or I would have rather is customers I would quote a price for, and then they would say, well, can you do it for this much? Or this guy is doing it for this much, or this guy quoted me this. And when I was starting out, 
because you were hungry for work. You wanted, you would take that stuff on. And, you know, I would find that I was doing a lot more work for less pay. And I started to, you know, uh, dislike those jobs. And I would be disgruntled when I would go and do those jobs because I knew I wasn't getting compensated for the value that I was providing. And, you know, take, for instance, you know, if I were to take on an aeration, like I said earlier, and do it for those cheap prices, but then I'm still aerating and cleaning up after myself and cleaning their driveways and all that stuff. And then, you know, I've got fertilizer and lime and stuff on my trailer that I can also offer to them at the same time. Um, you know, but I've made, you know, not the money I should have on that aeration. So now I remember all of that stuff. And when a customer says to me, you know, the aeration one is an, is an easy example because, you know, a customer will say, well, you know, those guys will do it for this much. And I'll say, hey, great. You can wait for them to come along then. Um, because I said, I know what I'm doing. I know that I'm doing it at the proper time. You won't see me aerating in January. I know that I'm, you know, will leave your driveways and sidewalks clean. And I can also give you those value added services of, um, you know, uh, selling you those extras of lime and fertilizer and all that stuff that you need for your lawn at the exact same time. So it's all done. It's ready to go. Um, you don't have to then do that yourself or look to another service provider to do that for you. And, uh, you know, they start to realize that, yes, that is all value and that is all worth, um, you know, that extra uh, bit of, uh, you know, dollar difference. So I hope this uh, episode uh, has created value for you guys uh, in, uh, you know, giving you some insight in, you know, trying to uh, not, you know, always compete on price when you may be putting in the extra effort. It can be difficult in the beginning, like I said, when you're starting out and you're just trying to build your business. But over time, as you get uh, busier and more work and a bigger client list, uh, it becomes much easier to stand firm on your price. Um, another thing that I found is uh just with clients who you know ask you to lower the price for instance if i say i'm doing an aeration and i quote them for 75 dollars, and they say oh you know uh, the guy last year was doing it for 50 you know will you do 50 i found when i started that each and every time i would lower the price for them to get the job that from then on that customer was trained that whatever price you quoted was not really the price and that they could negotiate a lower price. And each and every time, you know, those types of clients would ask me for a quote on something, they would always counter offer. And by being firm right from the beginning and being willing to walk away, Knowing that, no, 
that guy last year charged you 50 because, you know, they're doing it at the wrong time. They don't have your best interests at heart and they're leaving a huge mess behind. And that's where that extra $25 is coming in is that you, you have my years of experience and expertise knowing when the proper time and, and you know, that I'm going to aerate your lawn thoroughly and I'm going to clean up after myself. And if you don't like it, then you can hire that guy at 50 and go through that again. So it can be, uh, you know, just a tip there about, uh, customers who, um, try to negotiate that it can always lead to um, them constantly negotiating after. But if you stand firm, then, uh, they're much more likely not to negotiate. I don't negotiate any of my prices, um, anymore, uh, you know, for at least 10 years now, uh, the price is the price, but I'm always willing to walk away if that's not what they want to pay, uh, because I know what I bring to the table. So that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.